Yeah, Jody, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, boom. Looks like you're coming in on the Skype, and there you are. Yeah. All right, can you tilt up just a little bit? Tilt your camera up a little bit. Yeah, hold on a minute. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere. I got a little light, though. We're all right. However you want to roll it. Looking good. How about that? That looks good. Hey, Jody, welcome. Okay. All right, well, welcome to the Edge broadcast, Jody. Well, Doing good. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects tonight with you, talking about the dog, man. And, uh, man, you, you are at the point of the spear on that whole that whole thing. Um, what got you started looking into dog, man? Do you need to make a couple adjustments? We got time. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just trying to get... Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. I was getting an echo there. I had to sit there and back that back up. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, what got you started looking at looking for the dog man? Well, you know, I was doing cryptid research for about 30 years. And most of the stuff I was doing is Bigfoot stuff. Um, some other small cryptids. So I started to get, uh, about 10 years ago, started to get into the dogman stuff because there was getting a lot more sightings of dogman going across the United States, uh, not just in the state of Ohio. And the Bigfoot sightings kind of were going down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of really getting burnt out in the Bigfoot field. You know, there is, it was getting to politics, uh, it's becoming a big click and things like that. So I said, you know, I'm going to switch gears. I'm going to look into this dog man, uh, case because I know, I, you know, I did some investigations on some back in the eighties and just decided, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I just want to change. And, um, you know, I fell in love with it. I literally fell in love with it. Uh, there's a lot about dog man that a lot of people don't know. Um, because it's one of these, it's considered like a new cryptid, mm -hmm. but it, uh, it's not getting looked at the way it should be getting looked at. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. So you, you wanted to put some, uh, some investigation materials to it, use your own knowledge and skills to try to find out the truth of the matter. And in fact, you have made some findings, uh, among that, haven't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. We have had, um, some hair samples that came back of an unknown species of canine. We've had uh, tracks cast, you know, taken from tracks that was both looked at um, by the DNR and um, actually had a few taxidermists look at it and said, yeah, these are definitely canine tracks, but there's, it's a large canine. And like the ones that we found here in Ohio were about the size, literally the size of a grizzly bear. They were that big. And uh, the DNR, uh, the Ohio DNR, when they looked at them, they said, yeah, it's it's definitely canine, um, but it's it's as big as a bear, you know, uh, you know, black bear or gray, uh, brown bear, rather, would be. And something that big, we wouldn't have known about it being here in the state if it was a bear. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> but we have um, a cast that was the largest black bear in Ohio was like 250 pounds. Okay, mm -hmm. and it was a female, and we ended up getting a cast of, of her footprint, and compared it to the cast that we found, and it basically just dwarfed the two hundred fifty pound black bear's cast. Mm. Well, there have been a lot of reports of the dog man. I know I was watching um, 
the series on um, uh, Skinwalker Ranch, and I guess they had a Dogman episode mm-hmm. out there. Did you see that one? Yeah, I, I saw that. And, you know, the the problem with the Skinwalker Ranch is they're they're having a lot of Dogman or canine issues going on in that ranch, but the basic producers of the show don't want to talk about that. Hmm. Okay, they 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 did the one episode where they did talk about it, but they had a couple people on the show that had really good experiences, and when they told their stories, it was basically cut out because they want to stay with this UFO abduction, animal mutilation, underground base type scenario, and and don't want to run off of that and say, okay, yeah. There, there's like a dogman type creature that's running around the ranch here. You know, they, you know, they just don't want to go that. And why they don't want to do it is, is beyond me because they, everybody knows that there's something canine that's been on this ranch or the surrounding area for, you know, decades. Mm-hmm. And even when um, Bigelow had the property, he, he knew they were something there. But, you know, it, it's it's how TV wants to be, that, and that's mm-hmm. the problem, you know. And that's why a lot of people are really getting, um, you know, worn down with mm-hmm. the Skinwalker Ranch because they're just not looking at other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who just joined the pro- uh, broadcast, we do have on, the, on our newsmaker line Jody Cook talk about the dog man, and the, I saw something in the live chat about pictures. We actually have pictures. Uh, that we have here from uh, Jody's website. We'll be uh, bringing those up here in, in, in a bit. Um, let me go ahead and welcome additional people in our live chat. If you're watching this program on our YouTube channel, the chat's on the right. And if you're watching this program on our website, the chat's on the left. They both pop out. Uh, just joining us, uh, in addition to who's already here, uh, Vavinka, David, Peter from Australia, Nine Lives, The Bear, who gave us a bear report, Marie Flowers, and Robert Timothy. All welcome to the program. If you have a question for Jody, just put them in either of those live chats and the moderator will get it over here. All right, speaking of questions, Jody, we have this from Smoke C. He says, does the dogman have a mating partner? Well, obviously it does um, in order for the numbers to be, they, you know, as high as they are. Um, we've actually had quite a few reports that came into our website of with youngings, you know, or, or pups, you know, sightings. And uh, one of the most unique characteristics of the sightings that are coming in like if they're in a group setting the female is normally the alpha in in mm-hmm. these groups which mm-hmm. is you know you would think it would be kind of odd um but yeah that's that's what we're having uh, but yeah obviously mm-hmm. there there is mating um that's taking place but as far as Majority of all the sightings that were coming in, it's normally individuals. Very seldom we get group sightings or a sighting where, you know, it's it's the the mother with the pups or uh, a male with a pup or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and by the way, those watching the program here, just a quick note: we do have two poll questions on our website. There, one's related directly to the guest tonight. Have you seen the dog man? And let me see what we got on that one right now. So far, uh, 45% said, nope, never seen him. Uh, 25% says, yes, uh, I think they're out there. 20% says, convince me. And uh, we've got a few people said they've absolutely seen him. 
there. So you got y'all can answer the poll question on the dog man there. All right, second question for you. Uh, Jody says, uh, put, this from put Yahweh first. Did dog man come from the center of the earth or the, the Montauk lab? Well, I don't think it came from the Montauk lab. The When he's talking about the center of the earth, I believe he's talking about the um, uh, inner earth theory, which is um, a very popular theory. Uh, a lot of researchers kind of believe that, that, mm -hmm. you know, Bigfoot, Dogman, you know, some of these other cryptids came from another environment or inner earth type environment. And these creatures came from there. That's a possibility. It's a really good possibility that it um, that it came that way. But these things have always been here. OK, mm -hmm. it's kind of like Bigfoot, you know. When you talk to like Native American tribes and so forth, they knew about them being here because it's something that's always been here. But when it comes to the United States, it's not that popular to the point where you've been getting sightings that are going back more than 100 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. OK, even with the Native Americans, you don't have it going back that far. European uh, history, it, it goes back, you know, centuries you know, dealing with this type of subject. So we don't know um, if they were always here and just was never noticed or they either came through the land bridge, uh, through the north, uh, or they were brought over. We just don't know. Because like you said, history only shows going back so far with newspaper articles uh, with Native American culture, even, you know, family, you know, oral history. Mm -hmm. So that that's that's the kind of problem. But the theory with the hollow earth, that's a really good theory that that really makes a lot of sense with a lot of researchers. OK, and then I've got this question here. Um, is the uh, is the dog man an original creation from God or an aberration? Uh, you know what? It, uh, when we get sightings, okay, we break them down into different categories, either if it's flesh and blood, supernatural, or extraterrestrial, okay? So the majority of the sightings that are coming in are somehow in the realm of supernatural. So me personally, I think these things are flesh and blood. I think this is something that was created by God. You know, I don't think that this thing was created in a lab or, you know, uh, some type of alien species or something like that, even though we have reports of an alien type species that is canine. But me personally, I always believe that this thing is flesh, but it's just something that has always been here. It was just well hidden mm. until 100 years ago, 150 years ago. And then we start seeing more and more of it. When we start expanding, you know, building houses and cities and roads and stuff, you're taking their environment. So you're going to start getting a lot more sightings And the amount of sightings that we're getting today are a lot more coming into the communities than it was, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, let me uh, let me go ahead and uh, jump out of the picture here and we'll uh, we'll look at a couple of pictures. The, the pictures on your website, um, uh, particularly the track pictures, uh, did you take those or were they contributed? to your website from other folks? Uh, some of them I took. Um, some we had was taken by people who uh, reported their sighting or reporting 
you know, some type of evidence that they found tracks and so forth. Okay. Gotcha. So it really depends on which picture that you show. Okay. Well, let's just go ahead and I can tell these you. These are not in any particular orders here. I call this two cast. So what do we have here? Mm. This is good. This is what I was talking about. Um, when you look at the picture, the cast on the right is a black bear print. That's a 250-pound black bear female. And the print off to the left is a sighting, uh, excuse me, a cast that we got out of Germantown, Ohio. You can see the four toes, the wide pad on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And it, this one does have claw marks on it. There's some other ones. We, we got, a, I think, three of them out of that area. Um, now, when people look at that and they say, okay, it could be a bear because, you know, all the toes are more or less kind of together. Well, the problem with that is when you have an animal, extremely large animal, and that animal is walking on two legs, the foot has to have a much wider pad in order to support the weight. It can't have a narrow type foot. So where the two middle uh, toes, I guess you might want to say, would be up further, and then the ones out on the side would be down. Well, that's narrow. For something large that has the weight, it has to have a much mm -hmm. wider pad to support the weight. So that makes sense for you know the four uh, toes to be together, similar mm -hmm. to like how a bear would be. Yeah. All right. And then we have this here uh, behind a tree, and of course everybody mm -hmm. looking at that would be looking directly in the center of the picture. And then we'll go ahead and go into the close up, zoom in on that. Mm -hmm. And there's that. Uh, how did you get right. this picture here? Greg Yotes is a researcher, um, does a lot of research in Ohio and Indiana. And he was out doing research one day and he something was tracking him while he was out there. And as he was coming down from that area, he heard something, turned back, saw this thing looking out at him. He ended up taking a really good picture and ended up leaving the area because he felt um, in danger for his life. He's mm -hmm. a much older, you know, gentleman um, who felt that, you know, he wouldn't have been able to fight this thing off if he had to, but he was able to get this one picture. And what's interesting about this uh, picture, we did the metadata on the picture. So he basically what that is, is that um, whatever is there in that picture was there when you took the picture um it shows like the gps coordinates it shows that there is definitely a solid object that was standing mm -hmm. behind the tree that had fluorescent eyes mm -hmm. <coughs> excuse me so whatever was there was definitely there that mm -hmm. he saw yeah. now you can see the shininess of the tip of the nose on the step uh, snout and you can see the high pointed air. Right. And this was an area definitely where they have had a lot of dogman sightings. Mm -hmm. Now, the average person say hiking in the woods, just casually look over. Mm -hmm. Actually, unless that thing was moving, they, we wouldn't notice it. So how, did, did he see no. it from that distance or did, did it move and catch his eye? It, it, well, what, what ended up happening, he knew it was tracking him. It was, you know, stalking him. Mm -hmm. He would see it from a distance and then it would be gone. But when he got to this point right here, he heard it move up to that tree. 
And then when he turned around to go take the picture, it moved from the tree to look at him. And that's why he was able to get that shot. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, believe uh, additional people in the live chat. Tony, Louisiana. Welcome. Uh, Gladys Kravitz and Scotty just joined us as well. Um, uh, believe says, uh, Jody, have you personally seen the dog man? I saw something which I believe was a dog man and Daniel Boone National Forest. Um, I was on an investigation down there. Uh, I was on the middle trail. We were about two miles in. We were coming around a bend. Um, we had, you know, headlights on. It was extremely dark. We had, you know, flashlights. And then we saw a deer. Well, as we were coming around the bend, we saw the eye shine. So we kind of stood still so we didn't frighten the deer and let the deer go off and move off on its own. And what the deer ended up doing, there was a bush that was like right behind him. And he just basically like leaped over the bush. And this large creature came out. And we had our, you know, lights right there on it. Literally grabbed him. You saw the one arm grab the deer. You saw a snout. You saw high pointed ears. And you just heard the deer just make this god awful sound. Mm -hmm. um, we sat there and watched a little bit just to see if this thing came back in, see if we can hear anything. We kind of moved up a little bit, not too far, and we didn't see much. So we ended up coming, you know, moving away from the area. But whatever this thing was that took the deer was definitely canine mm -hmm. looking in appearance. Mm -hmm. So we believe that was a dog man. We know there was lots of dog man sightings in Daniel Boone National Forest. And, and even the Native Americans even talked about that. That's why they would never go in that forest. Mm -hmm. Now, this picture here, uh, what's mm -hmm. the story on that one? This is from uh, Jedediah National Forest in California. And you see the creature um, standing back there. You see the high pointed ears. You see the snout. Um, you can see the mouth is open. It's got a very slender body. Uh, slender waist mm -hmm. and what how this picture came about was there's a gentleman um, who is a very big Star Trek fanatic okay a couple of episodes of Star Trek was actually filmed in Jedediah National Forest and he was actually wanted to go out to one of the locations where they you know actually did some filming and there's a trail and he's walking down the trail now, right where the creature standing, there was two individuals standing there talking, and he, he wow. was able to see them mm -hmm. as he was walking down the trail. And he started to walk. After he passed his point, he walked up, and he heard screaming. He comes running back, and to this location, he sees this large thing standing there looking at him. He doesn't see the people, but he sees this thing just standing there. He said, it's not a bear. He goes, I've been in this forest, you know, a hundred times. I've seen bears. I know what a bear looks like. He said, this was a werewolf. He said, this was definitely canine. It had the high pointed ears. It had snout. He said, it looked like a wolf that was standing up on two legs. And it was looking down at the ground. And you can see how the head's kind of tilted where it's mm -hmm. looking. Mm -hmm. And he snapped the picture. It was taken um, on a uh, Samsung S21, I believe. Snapped the picture, and and he ran. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he, he reported it. He did uh -huh. report it, um, but 
the the Rangers never took a serious. He, you know, he said there was two people standing there, mm-hmm. and the two people here just screaming, and the two people were gone, weren't there. When you say so, two people, are you saying two dogmen? There was two. There no, there was two hikers. Oh, two hikers. Okay. Stand, yeah, there <clears throat> yeah. were two hikers standing mm-hmm. in that same area where that um, dog man is standing at. Mm-hmm. And he, he, they were talking, and he looked over at him, waved at him. They waved at him. He goes a little bit further down the trail, and then he heard some scream. And then that's when he came back and saw that standing there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, speaking of hearing some screams, uh, let's go ahead and uh, I've got uh, some audio queued up from your website. And uh, mm-hmm. I believe the first one we'll hear is called uh, Dogman Bell Brook. So let's go mm-hmm. ahead. Uh, do you need to do any preface on that or just roll it and comment after? No, um, Bellbrook um, is a park up in Bellbrook, Ohio, uh, kind of like between Cincinnati and Dayton or mm-hmm. Middletown and Dayton. Yeah. And in this particular park, they have had dogman sightings up there. And David Jones, who's one of the other founders of the uh, NADP, was up there with a group of uh, guys and they were just doing a night investigation and they were able to pick up this like howling sound that came from the woods there. So this is what that audio is. Okay. And let's go ahead and roll it. Here it is. So there's some things we want to do. We want to straight things out historically. Did you just hear that? What the fuck? What was that? Okay, so that was that was that one right there. Uh, so evidently, the people there were taken by surprise by the noise. Uh, how is it that yeah. uh, for for a dog man, do they have specific howls or do they vary? And how can you differentiate between, say, a wolf? Well, see, the the thing of it is, when when you say like a howl, you know, um, it is quite different. The, the description that people give is very quite different from a typical coyote howl or a wolf howl um because we have one we have one audio on here i don't know if you have it, it's a cincinnati one mm-hmm. which is very um typical of a dog man house what people who, you know who have just who have yeah. heard it has exactly described it it's a long pitch howl and it's like a barking sound between it okay where it's making you know like you know, like a barking grunt sound. Okay. Oh, yeah. Now the D the U.S. Forestry Service actually asked for a copy of that uh-huh. because they 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 said we have nothing in our system that matches this this sound. Mm-hmm. So they asked if they can have a copy of it. We gave them a copy of it. They came back and said, you know, we have no idea what this thing is, nothing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't match up to any known domestic animal in the United States. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay, they, they Jody, it in, let's go. Ahead, let's go ahead and roll it. Yeah. close uh, did that the person get to, to that sound well actually 
we we did that. We were out. There was a um, here actually here in Cincinnati. There's a small airport called Lunkin Airfield. It's, it's the same airfield that the Beatles flew into. Um, you know, um, uh, Donald Trump flew in there one time, and uh, it's along the Ohio River. So they were doing a lot of construction throughout the year, and they end up building like a small little subwork condominium mm-hmm. area like right around you know the airport there mm-hmm. and so there was a young couple that was walking their dog daylight you know walking their dog uh along the fence line of the airport and there's a large hill that sits that's like right kind of like right off to your left and there's apartment complexes up there and they saw this large animal the dog saw it first and they thought it was a bear because it was like laying down looking at the airfield and it stood up and it made this, that, that sound at them. And the dogs actually ran away and they described this thing as a huge wolf type creature. Cause it was on all fours. It was on the ground on all fours and then end up going on two legs and they end up running. So, um, we got in contact with them. Uh, they took us to the area where they saw it at. And so that night we end up setting up on the Hill. So it was like on a Friday night, we didn't get nothing. Saturday night, we didn't get nothing. We were up there for hours. So Sunday night was the last night that we we're up there and it was a little past midnight. We were getting ready to just, you know, say call quits. Cause we got to get up the next morning for work. And then all of a sudden we, that sound hit. Mm. Okay. We turned on the recorders and kept getting the sounds, you know, so it was below us along the road there in the fence line where the airport was. So we ended up going down uh, the hill there and we didn't see anything. But what was weird is that we found all these shoes that were like buried in the ground. You know, uh, it was just, it was just odd. And then we found clothes that was, you know, buried. Uh, it was just, it's, it was just really, really weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if the clothes that were buried in the ground, if the uh, shoes were, that were buried there had anything to do mm-hmm. with the sounds or anything to do with the dog. Man, I have no idea. It was just we didn't notice that on that hill until we went uh, down. Somebody has a question. But, um, Jody, somebody had a question. Did you say you used a or had a S21 when you took the pictures? No, I didn't. The I the guy who took the picture um, of the dogman, Daniel B. National Forest, mm-hmm. I believe it was a Samsung uh, S21 or something or, or, or something like okay. one of the at the time it was one it was one of the upgraded um samsung um uh telephones i think okay. you know i know i know it wasn't an apple product i it was definitely samsung but okay. like i said i i have to go back and look so i'm not sure i think the s21s are probably uh you know i don't know 
you know, what grade those are okay. or something like right, that. Let's get I, to, I have no idea. I've got some more questions coming in. By the way, welcome Freely Speaking and Mance to the program. Uh, this is from Azure. It says, Jody, what is the estimated pack size of these creatures? Are there multiple packs regionally? And are they incestuous? Incestuous. Um, I, I know they're packs because I know in the Akron area, we have had reports of them in packs. Kentucky, I know we have had reports coming in where they were in packs of five. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as, you know, interbreeding, um, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you um, uh, there's a possibility, you know, of it. You, you're talking but, about the dog know. man being on four legs and then getting up on two. Uh, several Bigfoot sightings, uh, uh, people have made the same claim that the, the Bigfoot appeared to be on and actually ran on all fours mm -hmm. and then would run right. up. You, do you think it's possible that they, mistake, they were mistaking uh, the dog man for a Bigfoot? Possibility, you know, when I was going through all my reports, I went through a bunch of reports back in the 80s, the early 80s and late 80s, and I was getting reports where they were talking about Bigfoot's having the high-pointed airs or snout or something to that effect. And what they, what I believe they were seeing, a dog man. But the possibility is that when people see something on all fours, if it looks like a wolf or it looks like uh, a non-wolf, it, it goes back to this this whole thing is, you know, ever since, you know, first grade, we know what a bunny rabbit looks like. We know what a lion looks like. We know what a zebra looks like. We know what a bear looks like. Mm -hmm. Okay, when you see something that is out of the ordinary, then it's, it's, it's out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. You can't describe it. You can't say that, you know, you're mistaken. It was a bear that you saw. No, it wasn't a bear that I saw. I know what I saw. I know what a bear looks like. Right. But, um, okay. And now but I, I see what your point, what you're saying, where, where people are seeing these things, you know, running on two legs. Well, you know, obviously they see a tail, so they know it's, it probably wasn't a Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. And now we have here, this looks like a carcass of some animal or you ascribing its uh, mutilation to the dog man? It was, th this particular one was on a ranch where the rancher has seen a large type wolf that was capable of walking on two legs out in the pasture there uh, chasing the cows. Um, he only saw it on one occasion. He didn't think too much of it. Um, about four, maybe five days later, I think it was when he found this one with the stomach ripped open. But here's the thing that it killed the cow. It didn't eat it. It just killed it and just ripped its body. You know, the stomach area opened up, uh, or the hide rather. And that's all it did. It mm. didn't do anything. It didn't take any bite marks off of it there. You know, there's no wounds or anything on there that you're looking at other than the hide was cut from the bottom. Mm -hmm. So does that have anything to do with the dog man? We, we don't know. You know, all he knows is that when this particular incident happened, 
that he saw one in that same pasture chasing the cows mm -hmm. uh, a couple of days prior. Okay. All right, Jody. Uh, Peter from Australia says, Jody, what happened to the wolf-like creature that was shot in Montana in 2018? You know, that, that particular animal there, um, the, the, the case on that one, they came back as a uh, Canadian, was it Canadian red wolf, I believe they said, was mm -hmm. it what the DNA came on that? But the problem with that is, is that the one of the DNA um, uh, results that came back prior to that said it had some traits of a dire wolf. Mm -hmm. And the only problem with that is, I did I don't know if they actually have any type of DNA from a dire wolf since the animal is extinct unless that they had remains of a dire wolf and they did some type of DNA um, mm -hmm. study on it to test the DNA and it's somewhere in the system and then it popped up when they did the DNA on this particular animal. Yeah. That's a possibility. Hey, hey Jody, uh, this, but, Jody this, this picture here shows uh, uh, a cartridge there and I, and I would normally say it looks like somebody was loaded for bear but I think I need to say they were loaded for dog man. Right. This is in Michigan. Um, this particular picture right here, this print, um, you can see it's four toads. It's got the wide pad on the bottom, very similar to the uh, prints that were coming out of Ohio. And this was taken 10 years prior to the Ohio stuff. And the guy has double odd buck. That's a cartridge. Uh, 12 gauge double lodge box that he laid in there to show the size of the print. Mm -hmm. And now, are, are 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 you suggesting that the dog man is actually a werewolf? No, no. See, here here's the thing. There's a difference between a werewolf and dog man. Okay, werewolf sure. is how can I say it? Okay, a werewolf is something for where one organism turns into a, a different organism mm -hmm. okay? okay like your lon cheney style werewolf gotcha. or wolf man mm -hmm. or something that right. now when people describe this thing as a werewolf what they're talking about is something from the movies like van helsing the howling things to that effect okay now those particular creatures are animals that mutated or not mutated but uh, went from one organism to another organism which is strictly impossible, medically impossible to do. Um, but when people describe it, that's what they describe it as, is what they mm -hmm. see. It's mm -hmm. a werewolf. Yeah. Um, so, now, yeah. now, werewolves have been recorded through, through history. In fact, uh, mm -hmm. many believe that this Bible scripture right here depicts uh, a werewolf. It's Daniel 4.33. It says, The same hour was the thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, that he was driven from men, he ate grass as oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hairs were grown like evil eagles' feathers and his nails like bird claws. Well, you just suggested and said that the, uh, the werewolf is a transformative figure. Here is a description of a human mm -hmm. turning, transforming into another creature, which sounds remarkably like a werewolf. Right. And the, the thing of it is that when you, when you go look at um, the history of dog-headed men, every culture has some type of dog-headed man in, in their culture. The Vikings have had it. You had King Liking, 
which was uh, uh, from the Greek mythology. Um, the, the you know Egyptians had it with Anubis. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. The uh, the Babylonians even talk about a race of dog-headed people that lived in the mountains of Babylon, uh, you know, and which is Iraq, that came and traded with the people in the villages that were able to speak their language. Mm -hmm. And we have artwork of those. And even if you look at the original pictures of St. Christopher, St. Christopher had a dog's head. The Vatican, in the Vatican Museum, actually still has a painting of St. Christopher with the dog's head. And how the story goes is that St. Christopher was a, a dog-headed man that the church fought against. They end up killing them off. He was the only survivor. He was captured. He was turned into Christianity and basically became a saint. And when, you know, Christianity would start growing more and more through Europe, they could not have people praying to a dog-headed animal mm -hmm. or a dog-headed person. So they end up putting a different head on him. Yeah, I mean, it's clear uh, Egyptian uh, culture is, is filled with mm -hmm. this. And it, it, I've always thought that that it was uh, that it was real, that there was some sort of hybrid there and it certainly could fit some of mm -hmm. the narrative the, the the current dog man now um speaking of a transformative hybrid uh going back to uh, um the bible in this it looks like it's isaiah at this scripture it says uh, uh while the but the wild beasts of the desert shall lie there and their houses shall be full of doleful creatures the owl shall dwell there and and the uh satyrs shall dance there well, of course the satyr is is a half human, half uh, goat creature, similar to this right mm -hmm. here, this depiction here, and this well documented in Greek and Roman culture. I don't maybe more more Greek, but throughout history, this sort of goat human hybrid. Then we have the Egyptians with the dog human hybrid, and then we have the biblical scriptures suggesting that there are people transforming into animals. So this turning things into animals or this these hybrids, they they seem to be more more fact than than uh, made up bedtime stories for the ancient cultures right i mean even you you know you look at the story of cain and abel you know um it it, it suggests is there you know the more evil of the twin mm -hmm. you know was yeah. put into wolf form yes exactly and you know to, to, to live you know his life out you know, as, as that beast. So yeah, every culture talks about this stuff. I mean, you're in Europe is so big. It's in, you know, it's just, they take it really serious in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, Jody, tell me about this picture here. It appears to be some sort of ghost apparition dog man figure. Well, he, he, this, this particular picture, okay, was sent to us and um, it was, taken from a trail cam on uh, someone's property. The, you can kind of, it's, it's very odd looking. Okay. It's, it, it's definitely there because you see the shadow. Okay. You see the shadow light and the figure. Mm -hmm. You can see someone that kind of looks like a face. Um, 
larger arms and um, uh, you know a shorter leg and a back or something to affect. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's just an odd picture. And the the person that took it uh, again said, you know, they had to camera up on their property because they were seeing these large hairy you know, dog-like creatures that were on the property. So if if she got what she believes is a dog man, mm-hmm. um, I think this particular picture, I, I don't think that's what it looks like. I think that the animal in this picture was either moving, you know, and bending its body, or something to that effect, yeah. because the the some of the, the the two front legs look like back legs. Yeah, like you know, it's it it's like it, it got the animal kind of reversed a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's it's kind it's kind of different. It's okay. kind of different picture. All right, and on your website is this sightings map, and uh, I brought that mm-hmm. up because. Um, uh, Falcor from our uh, uh, contact form website asked this question and said, are there any reported in Polk County, Wisconsin? So uh, th- down to the county level, but I guess you could ask, answer the question, uh, does Wisconsin come up in, in your mind? And I want to add to that, Jody, what is the highest, what state has the highest amount of sightings? The state that has the highest amount of sightings right now is the state of Kentucky. Then you have Ohio, Pennsylvania. Then you have um, Texas, Louisiana, and then you go back up to uh, Virginia, West Virginia, going into Maine and New Jersey. Those are the biggest hotspots right now with the amount of uh, sightings. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at Wisconsin and you look at, um, say, Michigan, Michigan hasn't had too many sightings within the last couple of years. Okay. A lot of their sightings that's taken place in Michigan are very old sightings. When you come to Wisconsin, they're basically in smaller areas around Elkhorn. And in one particular area that's called, um, oh, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. I'll think of it here in a minute. Um, but there's another area in Wisconsin that there's a lot of sightings that's taking, mm-hmm. uh, taking place there that we're getting a lot of reports coming out of, but by, um, County and stuff like that, just best thing to do is go on our site, pull up Wisconsin, and it will bring up all the sightings in that particular state there. Okay. Now we have this, uh, other, uh, audio it's called, uh, dog man, Dayton, um, what, what's the story on that mm-hmm. before we play it? Well, what the story on this one is the Germantown werewolf. Okay. Now, this particular audio was taken um, back in the 1980s, late 80s. Mm-hmm. And it was ta- taken by uh, the media, actually. There was some, um, there's a particular street there they call Butter Street. And this is where all the these creature sightings were mm-hmm. taking place. And then it starts spreading out. So uh, the news media picked it up. They did several articles in the newspaper about it. And so the media went out there and they were out there looking for it. And they ended up getting this really 
decent howling sound mm-hmm. on audio. So that's why they're saying, okay, yeah, we, we got the howl of the Germantown werewolf. Okay, and let's roll the Dayton Dogman. That, that, that's pretty impressive right there, Jody. Uh, is, yeah. uh, I'd be running yeah, for the hills it, if it, I heard that. Well, it, it, on the audio, um, you can hear the little barking sounds in there. I mean, if you, you know, once it's cleaned up real good, uh, obviously how we have it on uh, is under an MP3, uh, but it, it you can actually hear the barking sounds in there very much like the Cincinnati one. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to a couple more questions. Uh, Teflon Coat says, Jody, is it possible that ETs, these are these are escaped pets for the ETs? No, no. The, the, when it comes to the extraterrestrial um, part of Dogman is that the, it, it's from the mil- people who are in the military to have seen these things in battlefields of Iraq Afghanistan, South America, mm-hmm. not just United States troops, but Canadian, German uh, troops have seen these things. Um, and when they described what they saw, they described a creature that was wearing some type of protective suit or body armor type thing, but they described the head being very wolf looking. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's as far as the extraterrestrial part, you know, um, one particular guy who talked to us, uh, was former U S uh, special forces. His job now at the time was working for the United States government as a contractor. And his job was basically when a UFO went down, they went and retrieved it. Hmm. That that's what they did. And he described, um, about an alien species that the United States uh, got in contact with in the early 70s, which was a canine species of alien. So, Well, I'll tell you what, they come in all flavors. Yeah. I know there's insectoids yeah. and uh, uh, reptilians yeah. and that one. All right, got more questions coming in. Uh, oh, by the way, we're getting back to, back to the map. Richard Brower says, have uh, any sightings been in Missouri? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, right around um, uh, Fort Leonardwood, Missouri, there have been sightings, you you know, actually on that post and actually outside the post, they have had sightings Mm -hmm. in the Missouri area. Yeah. Okay. And then we have this question here. Um, Is, um, or why do you think that the Michigan dog man appears in a 10 year cycle that falls on years ending with seven as legend has it? You know, I looked into that and I, I documented a lot of stuff when it came to, to that. And, and there's something to it, honestly. Um, 
<clears throat> because it, it does, it's about right when these sightings occur. But within the last five years, we've been getting sightings that were outside of that cycle. So uh, either they're making themselves known a lot more or it's just one of these things where these sightings where people have reported them and seeing them just happens to be within that timeline. And that's a possibility because if you look at the timeline, it goes all the way back into, you know, the 1800s and that part of the country, there weren't a whole lot of areas that where there was a lot of industry, um, you know, towns and things like that. This was something that was taking place out into, you know, the woods and, you know, uh, the mountains and things like that, where a lot of people weren't traveling unless you were there working or you were living there. Mm -hmm. So that may have something to do with it, too. Okay. And welcome to the show, Freedom Speaking. Mance, Maria, and Randy all joining in the live <clears throat> chat. Uh, Randy, we, uh, any reports over the years from possibly clandestine hunters bagging one of these and not reporting it? We, we've actually had um, a people who said they have shot them, and it hasn't even affected them when they shot them. Actually, one of our um, state reps, we, he was actually on the show, um, I think it was These Woods Are Haunted, I believe, mm -hmm. and um, he was out with his wife, and he shot one point blank in the chest with a uh, three fifty seven Magnum, and he said it didn't even flinch when mm. he shot this thing. Mm. Well, you so, know, that's that's similar to the story of the dog that was on the Skinwalker Ranch. They said they shot this big, big old wolf-looking right. dog, and like it didn't even, it wasn't even there. It didn't affect him at all. Um, we've got a picture here of uh, uh, more mm -hmm. prints. Um, uh, but now, we, by the way, on the on our website, we we have two questions there. One, have you seen the dog, man? We actually have a second question, and it says, what monster are you most worried about? And um, the top one on that is Incubus and Succubus. And if you know what those are, uh, I guess those, right. are, those are demons that have sex with humans at night. But the second one, uh, monsters you're, they're worried about is the X. Uh, third one is werewolves. Fourth is shadow people. And Nutcrackers 13, I have a, I'm scared like hell of Nutcrackers because they're out there. But that being said, talking about vampires is on the list. In in back to the Bible, there's a, a let me bring up this in Proverbs, it says, there is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives devour the poor off the earth and the needy from among men. That right there is, is describing a vampire, Jody. Mm-hmm. So there very much. So yes. so there that there there are plenty of evidences of, of monsters in the Bible and and obviously there that's not fake news back then. So they're trying to tell us these things are out there. And, uh, of course, going on with the Anubis and uh, uh, the Seder. I mean, there's so many creatures out there. I, I just don't see where Dogman would not be included among them. Mance asked this question. says, what about sightings in other countries like Australia? Oh, yeah, there's plenty of uh, sightings. We have actually have um, quite a few reports that came out of Australia of Dogman and um, we're in contact with a couple uh, researchers in Australia that has had very good uh, evidence that they have recovered as long as, as well as sightings. 
And they know this is something much different from the Yowie because they said this thing is definitely wolf and related. Um, what, what's really interesting is that we're getting reports not just from European and well industry countries. We're getting stuff from India that we are getting stuff from Africa. We have two African nations that have contacted us about having sightings of a werewolf type creature, but they're more describing it as something that looks more like a hyena, which is very typical of some of the sightings that we get here in the States. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, these two different groups of people in these two different countries, like, you know, we want to start a chapter up here and start reporting this stuff. And we're getting a lot of really good stuff out of Africa, out of India, out of Pakistan. We're getting stuff that's going on along the Chinese uh, Indian border. You know, mm -hmm. we're getting stuff that's coming out of the Philippines. I mean, just, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Hmm. Uh, our Jade, our moderator, asked this question. says, uh, Jody, is it possible that the chupacabra could be confused with the dog man? Uh, it, it, it depends. You, you know, you have the chupacabra, which is your typical alien-looking species with the wings and, um, you know, the head that's more like a, a gray. That's in South America, uh, Puerto Rico. And then you have the the American chupacabra, which is basically like this hairless blue type dog. Mm -hmm. um, it's a possibility. Um, but with that being said, there's a difference between both of them. You know, the, the, the American chupacabra doesn't have hair on it. What people are seeing is much larger in stature and has you know, a full body of hair, mm -hmm. which they, you know, they describe that looks more like a, you know, German shepherd or a wolf or a husky or something to that effect. The American chupacabra basically is just, you know, something that's under, you know, you know, 80 to 60 pounds and it's blue and cut bluish gray in color and it's hairless. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I've but, seen the, yeah, you know, it, it was at first though. It, 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 it has, it, I'm sure it has been done. Okay. This mud print here reminds me of a picture I took mm -hmm. when uh, I was up in Glacier with my wife and uh, Glacier National, no, I'm sorry, in, uh, in Yellowstone. We went south to Yellowstone there. And then uh, I was going along uh, looking at some uh, geysers and in the mud, uh, I found, or I shot this picture here, which is clearly a juvenile Bigfoot. And I know that it is because it's barefoot in mud. And I have the, um, uh, the, uh, uh, the other side, that's the, looks like the left foot. And then I was just noticing that I took a picture of the right. And uh, let me bring that up there, see where that is. I believe it's right here. I circled here, as you can see, <clears throat> the left or the right print is in the middle, but you can clearly see there's human footprints and you can see the size differentiation between the two. Mm -hmm. The left one, there's several footprints and the, the one on the upper right there. Uh, now. You, of course, if you've ever been on Yellowstone, you would know that there are rangers everywhere, which means they saw this print too and went to inspect it. And they went into the mud to, to take it, to look at it. And you can see the size difference between the human shoe and the footprint there. Uh, so, you know, in, in my world, 
uh, what I saw was point blank evidence of um, juvenile or 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 a, or a younger type Bigfoot running out there. So from Bigfoot to a dog man, I I don't see much of a leap in belief, especially when you have these prints, you see the pictures, and you know things are going on. And, and let me just give one further note on that. And I mentioned Glacier. We were at the Northern uh, Outpost uh, Ranger Station close to Canada. And inside the Ranger Station were these casts, which I thought were shocking because there's three of them. And I, 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 can, I assume that the, 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 the left one and the right one were perhaps Bobcat, but the one clearly in the middle is clearly a Bigfoot. And it was at this Ranger Station. I thought, wow, this, I can't even believe they're putting this out here. But now may, maybe is it possible those, the outer ones, the left and the right outer are Dogman and not a Bobcat? Well, the thing about cats, okay, bobcats, cougars, panthers, they don't have claw marks in the prints, okay? Cats only expand their claws when they're hunting or attacking. They don't expand their claws when they walk, okay? That's why you don't find cat prints, you know, with claw marks because it, it doesn't happen. The one picture that you had where you just show where the one in the middle is obviously a Bigfoot. If you look at the one off to the left, that's a canine print because you see the claw marks in the picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. You, you can see it very well. You right above the toes, you can see the claw marks. So yeah. that's canine. Wow. Definitely canine. Yeah. So if you look at the size of that print compared to that Bigfoot print, you know, the toes are basically about the same size. It's just the pad on the Bigfoot just a little bit bigger than the pad that's on the wolf. But there again, Canadian red wolves are very big animals. They can get up to about 110 pounds, 120 pounds. You know, um, they can get pretty big. So that print there, it very well could be a Canadian red wolf or Canadian gray wolf uh, print, but it also could be a dog man print. Hmm. Uh, this particular print right here is, um, it, it's kind of blown up big. Uh, I don't know if you're able to take it down a little bit so you're able to see the whole print, but um, this is one of the other um, prints that we've got uh, from Germantown. The one we showed you with the, um, um, Next to the bear cast, that's one of the other prints that was taken there. All right. We this have... particular print here, I'm not really familiar too much with this one because it's very distorted. Okay. All right. I've got this question here from Freely Speaking. Is Dogman a spliced creature or is it a product of natural evolution? If it is natural evolution, did man breed with dog or did dog breed with man? You know, the, the, the thing about that is, like I said, I believe it's a flesh and blood, but I truly believe there is definitely some type of supernatural to that. Could this thing be something from the inner earth? Could it come from a different dimension? Which is a possibility, because when I say that we have large majority of our sightings are supernatural, because people are seeing them what they believe was coming in or out of a portal, or they were able to make some type of contact or connection with them using telepathy. 
mm-hmm. through communication. We have a lot of people, you know, that talk about this as clear as day. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we actually had one um, witness that was driving by a military base uh, with his wife. They, they got lost. They drove off the road, off this trail. They saw military vehicles. Hmm. Um, you know, they say, okay, fine, we can ask somebody where we are to get back to where we're going. They saw human soldiers, and they saw what they, they totally described as wolf-type animals being trained by U.S. military personnel, and they were wearing U.S. military uniforms. Wow. Interesting. And when, when they, so when the soldiers saw them, they told these dogmen creatures to go after them. So they were able to get away. So, yeah, I mean, hmm. it, 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 it's, it's honestly, it's like one of these biggest mysteries that it, it, it is so hard to sit there and try to make sense of, you know, because everything tells you it's, supernatural flesh and blood it's extraterrestrial it's genetically made it's you know a creation of god just everything but you just can't narrow it down to what it is mm. you know it, right. it, it, here, it's, here's, it's a mystery here, here's a great question here from teflon coat says uh jody are these in any way connected to the 411 disappearances well that's a good question i'm glad you answered that uh, or asked that what we're doing right now is that we wrote under the Freedom of Information Act to the Department of Agriculture and to a couple of different DNRs, which is Department of Natural Resources mm-hmm. uh, for different states. And what we were asking for is map locations of bear attacks mm-hmm. in the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason why we're doing that is that where we can coincide together alleged dogman attacks that take place, missing individuals in high siding areas, okay, and see if there's some type of connection there. Mm-hmm. Because a dogman attack or a dogman kill can be very easily covered up with a bear attack. Hmm. Right, because the 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 claw marks, the type of um, uh, the killing that took place, something to that effect. Okay, so that's what we're doing right now. So yes, I, I think that there is a big connection with the uh, Pilates four one one with this stuff. But the only problem with that is, and if you read his books, okay, he indicates that a lot of these sightings could be from Dogman, Bigfoot, other cryptids, UFOs, and stuff, but he'll never come out and say it publicly. Right. He wants you to sit there right. and You're think right. about he, it. He does. He yeah, does. And, he and, does hedge. I, I I agree with you. He doesn't come yeah. out and say it. He does everything but say it. It kind of lets you make the decision. I think yeah. really for his own decision. credibility is why he's doing that. Um, yeah. And speaking of that, kid, uh, killed by Bigfoot just joins us in the live chat here. Um, so. Uh, the question here is, says, uh, does Dogman want to reveal himself and step into the mainstream? Or does he want to remain in the shadows? No, I mean, the, the, believe it or not, I mean, people are seeing these things. He is considered the new cryptid. 
you know, a lot of places are getting very interested in the subject. Um, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example that our internet or, or um, website provider contacted us and said, I need to let you know this. He said, you're getting a extremely large amount of government agencies monitoring your website. Hmm. Wow. Three, le three letter alphabet wow. monitoring our, our, our website. Um, and hey. it's just not something that they just went on at once. I mean, they frequently go on it. So we get um, a report each month that we could tell who was on the website. I'm not talking about, you know, John Smith sitting in his basement, his IP address. I'm not talking mm -hmm. like that, but if it's a government agency or a corporation or something to that effect, it's going to show up showing us who, who, who's there. We have had um, the Canadian government, the Canadian military. We have had uh, most of the um, governments in Europe monitoring you know, that's been mm -hmm. on our website. Um, well, but with that being said, you know, with that being said, are, are they monitoring us? Are they curious about it? Or is it an employee for the government sitting on a government computer on his lunch hour? Right. Looking having at a good, the website. Right. Having a good you time. Know? looking at. Well, I would think I would think that the dog man may be uh, immigrating from Canada because his va those vast uninhabited forests would be great. The habitat for them mm -hmm. sounds like me the couple of them getting lost and coming down in the states no we, we we are we're getting believe it or not we we've got quite a few reports came into us uh from law enforcement we get a lot from law enforcement okay and we've actually within the last two years got a few from uh, the border patrol where they are saying that they see these things on the border mm -hmm. and they've killed people on the border yeah they I, have found I, I, immigrant they have found immigrants that were completely ripped apart whoa and they they've had immigrants that when they were coming over had, were reporting these things uh you know along the border being chased and being attacked and, and you know things to you know in that nature um the dea has even contacted us um, and who were based out of Louisiana hmm. that um, they were on a training exercise and came across a group of them on a wow. training exercise. Think, think about them. So, is, you, you know, you know that the, the dog man is, is probably not V A X X E D. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I could probably see that. Just, just throwing that, just throwing that out there. All right. Let's get to another question. Yeah. It says, um, uh, do you think the dog man is here on earth conducting, conducting a secretive reconnaissance mission for the demons of hell who are soon to be set free? I mean, some people suggest that the dog man may be coming up from inner earth. Well, you, a lot of people believe the inner earth theory and it, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, it's a great possibility that, you know, these things, um, you know, coming from the inner earth. It's a great possibility that these things are evil. Um, they're very seductive animals from the, what people are describing them. Um, some people believe that they're hellhounds. Um, and if you're not familiar with the hellhound, the hellhound was a, 
um, a dog that protected the souls in the cemeteries, in the graveyards, from the demons taking the souls, okay? And they they really end up getting a bad rap of being some type of evil creature. But hellhounds were not evil. They were there protecting the souls from Mm -hmm. the demons, taking them. We have even had reports within five years, we had three separate reports where people were in the cemeteries visiting their loved ones and seeing these dog-headed people walking around wearing cloaks, you know, which is very odd. Uh, Are they dog man related? Possibility, okay? Could it be hellhounds? Possibility. But within five years in three different parts of the country, we've had these, these particular sightings. So well, uh, that and now that's another interesting point about hanging around at a graveyard. Certainly, Bigfoot have been seen there. Ghosts have been seen there. It seems a lot of times your graveyards are portals in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Whether people coming Could up from be. the dead or yeah. whether things coming out or you know sightings and whatnot. Uh, I've had my own experiences at graveyards, so I can tell you there's certainly something. You know, I'm thinking it's what some people refer to as a thin place. Uh, a thin place is where the the closest part between our dimension and the next one is right there. It's right. like a, a point, so called a thin place. So who knows what the hell's coming through there. It sounds to me like the dog man may be coming through there too. Well, there, there's also a theory of when you're in a cemetery and when you, you dig a hole, okay, uh, or a grave, that's opening a door. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when you open that door, anything can come through. Okay, just because it's hollow ground doesn't mean demons can come through. Now, with that being said, if you want to look at that as when you like churches that um, when, you know, a church is closed Mm -hmm. and people buy a church and then move in, they have more paranormal activity going on in 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 a former church after it was a church than when it was actual a church. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So it's one of these things where once, once the goodness is gone, the, the badness can come in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because it's not considered holy ground anymore. Once that cross is removed from that church, it's no longer holy ground. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with, you know, a, a, a graveyard, when you open it up, open that ground up, you're opening a door for, for something. So, you know, mm-hmm. believe it or not, there's a lot of people that really believe that Dogman is some type of demon or some type of animal from, you know, hell itself. Mm. You know, well, well, just let, because let me... the way they see this thing and describe it. Okay, let me ask you this. So, a, a Bigfoot, a vampire, and a dogman walked into a bar. A fight mm-hmm. broke. A fight broke out. Who's walking out of that bar? Dogman. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, wow. let, let me let me give you a really good story here with the dogman and a, um, a Bigfoot. 
Okay. We did this investigation outside of um, the Skinwalker Ranch, okay, on someone's property. Mm-hmm. And this one, uh, this ranch area, there was about eight homes on in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. It's probably about um, 250, maybe 300 acres, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Um, so you're able to see your neighbors. And there's a lot of uh, cows, a lot of horses, things like that. So everybody who lived there knows there was a Bigfoot. Okay, they've seen mm-hmm. the Bigfoot okay. come out of the woods, cross, you know, go across their uh, cornfields, go into their cornfields, you know, um, just in the area. Never bothered them. Never bothered any of their livestock. Didn't do anything. Okay, okay? it would scream at night. They would hear it, but they they never felt fair of this thing okay it never made any point to show aggression then they start coming up with livestock being killed pets coming up missing finding very large canine tracks okay then they start seeing this large canine and one in one particular case where this house where um, these horses were attacked the horses were attacked from the front. Now you're a cowboy, okay? Right. Of course. You know horses. I do. Okay. No predator, nothing in the right mind is going to attack a horse from the front. No. Okay. Because it, it will jump on the back. It will, it, it will kill you. Okay. Now these horses were attacked in the front. We have one. This one's from Ohio. The picture uh, back there, but this one from. Utah has five claw marks going down the front of the chest. Okay. I, I believe it should be on the uh, website. If not, let me know. I'll, I'll send you the pictures mm-hmm. and you can edit them in there. Okay. Um, so it, it end up getting the horses from the front. One, you see a bite mark in the back, on the back of the leg. Most predators will attack the animal from behind. This attack the horses from the front okay Uh, mm -hmm. now um the teenage girl when the horse was being attacked the security light came on and she was able to look out and she said i saw this large dog crawling like an army man along the ground and she said it was going like this and she drew a really beautiful picture of it and ended up attacking the horses so this particular creature was attacking people's livestock. Well, one particular night, they hear these two animals fighting in the woods. They said everybody in the neighborhood came out. They're listening to these screams, these horrible screams. They know one of them was a Bigfoot. The, they knew the other one was this dogman-type creature. Okay? Mm-hmm. And they never seen the Bigfoot again. Hmm. After that, they've never seen it again. This creature is still there. It's been coming up on people's homes. They, I, we have pictures where it actually has put its hands up on the windows where it was looking into people's homes on wow. their front porches. Hmm. Okay. And where there's mud prints on their front porch where this thing comes on. It was very, this, this thing shows no fear. But they truly believe that it killed the Bigfoot. Wow. And they're pretty upset about it. Because they said this Bigfoot was, 
never harmed them. And they're like, you know, we see this thing. I'm going to kill it. We're going to kill it. And they said they, they've never seen a police present in their area until this dog man starts showing up. And then they start seeing police all over the place. Wow. Yeah. So mm. yeah, it's, 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 it's odd. Yeah. Somebody, in fact, uh, freely speaking out of the live chat said, uh, can a dog man defeat a brown bear if they got into a fight? I, I'm sure they could. Um, because I, I've seen, uh, where wolves, well, it normally it's more than one was able to take down a brown bear mm -hmm. or even a black bear. Um, but now with that being said, I've been talking with a uh, veterinarian from the U.S. Forestry Service, okay? And this particular veterinarian was telling me that something has been digging up hibernated bears and killing oh, them. wow. Yeah, crushing, literally crushing their backs and rib cages. And even... If, if they're cubs and they're, they have been killing the cubs, they're not mm -hmm. eating them. Oh. They're killing them. And, and this is just not black bear, but brown bear, grizzly bears. And this is even Ooh. taking place on Kodiak Island, where some of the largest grizzly bears have, you know, have ever been seen are mm -hmm. on Kodiak Island. Now, do it's you, happening do you, there. Do you do you think that uh, a dog man would swim across water? Mm -hmm. So they're not afraid we've of water. Got a lot of reports. No, no. Um, we we've got a lot of reports where people have seen them swim uh, across you know large bodies of water with no with no problem. Mm. Um, there's there's a uh, island. Um, down in Louisiana where people have seen this thing swim from the, from the Island mm -hmm. and back. So yeah, they're, yeah, they, they could definitely swim. Wow. Um, all right. So, um, is it possible that we, in, at some point sort of like a Bigfoot that we're going to catch one or shoot one? Is that inevitable, well, or is it always going? To, you think it's always going to remain I, a mystery? I, well, I, I, I know it's probably been done. Okay, we had a case um, in two thousand twenty, I believe it was two thousand twenty, where um, an incident happened in Akron, Ohio. Okay, mm -hmm. large area where a lot of dogman sightings have taken place, where this one woman was driving down the road. Okay, she sees a police car off to right now. There's um, a divider on the road. There's X amount of lanes on one side, X amount of lanes on the other side, and you have this large barrier separating roads. It's not a, considered a expressway, but it's considered a state route. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. She's going down the road to she sees this police officer kneeling down, looking at this large animal laying on the road. So she drives by. She drives by real slow. And she said this thing was a large black wolf, Whoa. you know, about seven feet in length, 
um, high pointed air. She was able to see the face of this thing. And she said the cop was sitting there kneeling at it because it got hit by uh, a, a vehicle. And the cop sitting there looking at it with his hand over his face like this. And so she, you know, couldn't turn off. So she just go ahead and go for it. She calls her friend, says, listen, on your way to work, when you're coming down, this is what I saw. Let me know what you see and call me at work mm -hmm. later. So he calls her and he goes, you're not going to believe this. I'm coming down the road and there's a police car. The DNR has a pickup truck there. There's an ambulance there. They got the road block off. Okay, stop traffic. There's uh, all these other police cars there. And they have this animal on a stretcher and putting wow. it in an ambulance. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Well, the media shows up. Okay. So the media ends up calling the police and says, hey, you know, why y'all pick some animal up and put it into an ambulance? And this was even on the media's website where they talk about this. And the police said, we know nothing about it. We have to send you to the DNR. The DNR said it was a bear that got hit. Mm. Okay. And they sent them a picture of a bear laying on a dirt road. And I have the pictures okay. of this where a, a, a bear's laying on the dirt road uh, on a tarp, very small black bear, and you see these, you know, uh, tags in its air, and they so that was the bear that was hit. Well, it was not even the same road because this was on the dirt road, hmm. you know, on the tarp. The animal looked like it was shot because oh. it was obviously tagged. Mm -hmm. And the media is like, okay, so why would you put it in an ambulance? <laughs> right. Okay, when the DNR was there and had a pickup truck, why would you put it on a stretcher and put it on ambulance? And where did it go? And the DNR, the DNR, and they stopped the phone call right there. And so they even questioned that because here's the thing, you you know, you have an ambulance that shows up, okay, has no markings on it, nothing whatsoever, no anything to say where it came from, right. okay. And they're going to put an animal on a stretcher, you know, and they're going to haul it off. Okay. Now, how many times have you drove by and saw a deer or something laying on the road for days and days and days and no one come picked right. it up? Right. Okay. You know, uh, no one moves that fast. They, they were able to come in and get this animal within 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Get it off the road mm -hmm. within 30 minutes. Okay. So, the fact of it is, you know. Now, see, yeah, on, the, on that, I got girl, a skunk. There's a, on our, on my street, there's a skunk who got ran over three weeks ago. And they, and he's on the side of the road. He's been there. So they, they've never even picked him up, Jody. He's still there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I, I live on Route 50, close to Route 50, rather. And there's deers hopping down that road. And, you know, uh, no one picks this stuff up. But they were able to pick this bear up within 30 <laughs> minutes and put it on a stretcher, uh -huh. put it in a sterile ambulance, okay? And then no one knows what happens happened to it from there, okay? And the thing about the guy who said this thing, it was the body was larger than the stretcher, okay? And 
it, it was just weird that mm-hmm. this whole scenario. So they have a body. Somebody's got a body. Yeah, somewhere, okay, somewhere there's could, a body. Now, if I if I had a million dollars, okay, that I could throw on a table, all right, I could guarantee you somewhere inside the Smithsonian Institute, there's the remains of a Bigfoot and there's the remains of a Dogman. I guarantee mm-hmm. it. And, and but, the remains of a giant. And probably a giant, too. And these things are probably sitting in a crate under some steps or something like that. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the Smithsonian only puts out a item if they have more than one. If they, don't, if they only have one, it doesn't go on display. Hmm. Okay? I didn't know that. So, yeah, they don't, they don't put it. Only if they have more than one, then it goes on displays. And they're still documenting stuff from paper to computer. Even to this day, they're still doing that because they have so much stuff. They have so much stuff they don't know what's there. That's the problem. And if they have a remains of a Bigfoot or a Dogman that came in um, 100 years ago, you know, they, they have no idea what it is. And if it's a Bigfoot, they're going to think it's a giant. So obviously... You know, that stuff's been covered up. Even when they found the bodies, you know, uh, in Louisville, when they were mm-hmm. building Louisville, they found hundreds of bodies of large giants, you know, Native Americans. And they covered that up real quick. So, you, yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me of the UFO thing. They said whenever there's a, a crash, all of a sudden, helicopters come out of everywhere. You know, black vehicles mm-hmm. come out of everywhere. It's like they were on station and nobody knows where they were on station at. So yeah, but all the instantaneous coming to a scene that scene tells me there's a rapid response network probably all around the nation waiting for things like this well, to there, pop there up. Is, the, the DNR, all DNRs, which is like the Department of Natural Resources for each state or fishing game, depending on um, the state, they all know about these things. So they know if a body's ever found, they know who to call, and that's it. You know, these guys all know about it. We've talked to dozens of guys from DNRs, from Ohio to Wisconsin to Pennsylvania to Kentucky, with, you know, Illinois and stuff. They have sat there and told us, we're, we're, we all know about this, these things. And if we find a body, if we see one, we have to call a certain number and report it. We, we can't just go and tell our, you know, ship supervisor. We have to report it to somebody else. So they know these things are out there. They have a code name. They call the black dog. Law really? enforcement has the same thing. They know with for a Bigfoot, it's called a black cow. Oh, I thought they called it a species so, seven. It, it depends on really the part of the country that you're in. Uh, but right now, you know, like I said, if, if they get a report, they call, they have a certain code. They call it in when they call it in over the radio. Hmm. You know, each department has, as you know, their own little code for this stuff. But as a, you know, nationwide thing, you know, who knows what that is. Hmm. Um, if somebody sees one, uh, do you have a function on your website where they can report it to you? Yeah, yeah. They, we have a, a report a report a sighting page on there, so mm-hmm. you can just go in there, state you keep completely anonymous, no one sees anything, um, 
any report coming in except for, you know, the, uh, you know, the founders, we are the ones that read the reports and, you know, document everything. So, yeah, if you have mm -hmm. a report, just put in there, mm -hmm. I'm going to stay anonymous. That's fine. We mm -hmm. have no issue with that. Okay. And, and what else can they find on your website there, Jody? Well, um, we have some podcasts on there they can listen to. Um, we have, a, um, oh, let's see. We got a lot of uh, newspaper articles on there that they can look at. Um, we have, um, like you said, a uh, whole thing of pictures that people can go through. Um, There's a whole lot. I mean, a whole mm -hmm. lot of good information on the website. Okay. Um yeah, definitely, definitely look into it. Like I said, we have a lot of our podcasts on there. Definitely listen to them. They're really, really good podcasts. Okay, well, Jody Cook, I appreciate you of the North American Dogman Project. I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Good night. Yeah, have a good one. Good night.